this is you, Utah Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest, and you're listening to Loafer's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. Walked down the little roads in Cumberland and stooped because the sky hung down so low. And we went by little rivers in a land just big enough, and no place we went was far. The earth and sky hung close and near. And the old hunger returned, the obscure and terrible hunger that haunts and hurts Americans, makes us exiles in our own land, strangers wherever we go. Oh, I will go up and down the country and back and forth across the country. I will go out west where the states are square. I will go to Boise, Helena, the two Dakotas, all the unknown places. Say, brother, have you heard the thunder of the fast express? Have you seen starlight on the rails? Well, yes, this is Utah Phillips back with you again. That was the wonderful music of the Boersdorfs. I always like to mention that because I hope they can get some work out of it. They're so darn good, you know, uh, Jimmy Nancy Boersdorf, Hawks and Eagles uh, up there in Chico. What you just heard was uh, a little bunch of lines thrown together from various parts of Thomas Wolfe. I've always loved those, and I, I love his work. By the way, I have no idea, since this goes out on the Internet, this show, you know, from KGNU, uh, wherever you're listening to this, especially recently, would you send me a postcard, huh? P.O. Box 1235, Nevada City, California, 95959. I'd like to know where this uh, program is going. I I have no clear notion of that, uh, you understand. Um, we are a small community radio station up in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada. Innovative, innovative. just at, right after this broadcast, this very afternoon, we are going to do our own uh, football Sunday. We're, we're doing a live feed off of the Internet from Israel of Tel Aviv and Haifa State in the Matzah Bowl. I was over in Colfax here on Wednesday. It was a dark rather gloomy rainy day a good time to go over and take our old friend to the railroad it was Cuddy uh, the Feather River Kid we call him one of the Rose Tattoos one of our clan that that sings songs ride trains and and uh, carry a Rose Tattoo well he had been invited to sing at a convention of private car owners in Chicago and for that they sent him a, a Amtrak ticket with a sleeper and two nights in a hotel and a fair wage. That was one I really wanted to go do myself, but uh, I'm sort of marooned here for the time being. Drove him over to the train and uh, pulled in. It's a flag stop, you know. There has to be somebody waiting to get on. It won't stop at all. And then it pulled away. I don't know. I sat there under that shelter with the rain coming down. Most I could do was think about the route where that train was going. Feather River Kid, that train will head up over Donner Summit. It'll go through the snowsheds. Uh, the mountains of Sierra are locked in snow right now. 
go through the snow sheds that cover the tracks so the avalanches go over the top. They go through that long tunnel down into Reno. It'll just be getting dusk then. You see the lights of the city. And you'll head out over the Humboldt Plain and over the salt flats when it's dark. There's nothing to see out there unless you truly love the desert. Pull into Salt Lake after midnight. If you get up on one elbow and look out the window of that sleeper, you can see the, the lights of the Mormon temple nestled down amidst the skyscrapers that overtower it. It once overtowered everything. You fall asleep in the morning, you're going to be sitting in the, in the, the dining car. And you're going to see the sunlight dye the vermilion cliffs, uh, the book cliffs they're called, out in the Uinta Basin. You're going to glide down over the green, pick up the Colorado, time for lunch. You'll be at Steamboat Springs following the Colorado up through the canyon, up through the gorges. Finally, you're going to hit the Moffat Tunnel that punches the Great Divide, pitch black for ever so long. And all oh, Cuddy and I remember almost getting gassed riding freight trains through that tunnel. Head down into Denver along about 5.30, Come sunset, back in bed, and you know you're going to wake up on the Great Plains. And I hope that they're windswept, that the snow is swirling around and you can, you can see forever. And on across the Mississippi, up through Illinois, and then, well, there's nothing that can prepare you for Chicago. Chicago Fred Holstein, one of Woody Guthrie's unknown songs, Old Chicago. Of all the roaming round I've done Walking around in all the towns The sweetest breeze to blow me down Was an old Chicago Old Chicago Old Chicago Round the lake, round where the girls go, where the breeze comes here to blow. In old Chicago, where my stock train runs at midnight, where my milk truck runs at daylight. Where the folks don't sleep at all In old Chicago Old Chicago Old Chicago Round the lake Round where the girls go Where the breeze comes in to blow In old Chicago I'm there. 
Chicago, when Mayor Daley died. Remember Mayor Daley at the Chicago trials? Uh, he, he lived in the Brid- Bridgeport section of Chicago, and not being Catholic, I had, I had never been to where a prison was laid out, you know. Uh, um, I've, never, I've never looked at dead people intentionally, put it that way. So I went and stood in a long line there at Bridgeport to view Mayor Daley, Finally got inside the him laid out on his stomach so everybody could kiss him goodbye. I heard Mayor Daly speak once. It was at a St. Patrick's Day parade, and it took me a long while to figure out what that parade was about. You know, the shop stewards would go through every shop in town and say, who wants to march in the Paddy's Day parade? And everybody would say, well, it's a day off. Let's go. So, in fact, the Paddy's Day parade in Chicago is a Labor Day parade. That's why the mayor always addresses it uh, at the end. So I heard Mayor Daly speak to the assembled uh, uh, Irish working class, and of course Polish and Hungarian and so on. Everybody wants to be an Irishman on, on St. Patrick's Day. Then, of course, I'd always adjourn across town to the IRA bar called O'Rourke's. place would be jammed and the, the air redolent of corned beef, cabbage, and, and, uh, of corned beef and cabbage. The, there were floor-to-ceiling posters all along one wall of prominent Irishmen like uh, Sean O'Casey and uh, Brendan Behan. And, and in big letters along each side were quotations from each of them, but they were on the, printed on the wall backwards so that you could read them while you sat at the bar and looked into the mirror. And the one that with Brendan Behan's, it said, I have no use for any government except that which makes the road safer, the beer stronger, and old men and women warmer in the winter and safer in the summer. Well, my God, here's Brendan Behan himself singing the bold Finian men. 
Tis fifty long years since I saw the moon beaming on brave manly forums and eyes with hope gleaming. I see them again through all my daydreaming. Glorio, glorio to the bold pinion men. Eshero the Taraj and Arigan Castle. Octan Bad Spation and Taylor of the One Viacadan Coil. Octavio and Balls. Augustavian and Ashu. Glorio, Glorio to the bold Fenian men. And in, in Gaelic too. Huh? Uh, that's one of those kitchen recordings that I very often play that, that aren't real high quality. You hear a lot of that from me. I have no, no thoroughgoing concept of, uh, of high engineering values. I kind of go for uh, the idea of the content being more important. Now, Smokestack lives in Butte, Montana. Smokestack is the moniker of Mark Ross, you've heard me sing about him and talk about him before. Well, Mark is on his way to the same engagement. Should be there by now. Only he would catch out of Shelby, Montana. Again, with a sleeper. <laughs> this is true, true tramping, folks. You have to take a bus up to Shelby and catch it. I do hope that the schedule on that train, that's the Empire Builder, uh, passes through Glacier on the, uh, during daylight because because that route, the Great Northern, crosses the Great Divide right at Glacier National Park, and it should be beautiful here uh, in, in winter. He'll head down over North Dakota. Well, it'll be Great Plains all the way to, uh, to Minneapolis. We had a rendezvous in Minneapolis for the Rose Tattoos a while back. Uh, come from all different places, people whose lives are about the railroad. Uh, and there was a lot of singing that went on. Let me give you Mark Ross smokestack, uh, singing at that rendezvous in Minneapolis, uh, uh, Joe Hill's old song, Casey Jones, The Union Scab. Joe Hill wrote this for the San Pedro Railway Strike, I think of 1911 or 1912. It was about union scabbing. Union scabbing is when you're about to be hung and the man at the scaffold walks up to you and shakes your hand and says, I'd like you to know that the scaffold was built by union carpenters and the, u- the rope was braided by union rope makers and here, sir, is my card. <laughs> Well, the workers on the ESP line to strike sent out a call. But Casey Jones, the engineer, he wouldn't strike at all. His boiler, it was leaking, and his engines on the bum. And his drivers and his barons, they were all out of plumb. But Casey Jones kept his junk pile running. Casey Jones, he's working double time. Casey Jones, he got a wooden medal for being good and faithful to the ESP line. Well, now the worker said to Casey, won't you help us win this strike? But Casey Jones said, let me alone, you better take a hike. And someone put a railroad tie right across the track. 
Casey hit the river with an awful crack. Casey Jones hit the river bottom. Casey Jones, he broke his blooming spine. Casey Jones, he became an Angelino. He took a trip to heaven on the SB line. Well, when Casey Jones got up to heaven to the pearly gate, he said, I'm Casey Jones, the guy that pulled the SP freight. You're just the man, said St. Peter, our musicians, they're on strike. You can get a job of scabbing anytime you like. Casey Jones got a job in heaven. Casey Jones, he's doing mighty fine. Casey Jones went scabbing on the angels just like he did to workers on the SP line. Well, now the angels got together and they said it wasn't fair for Casey Jones to go around us scabbing everywhere. And Angels Union number 23, they sure were there. And the promplifier Casey down the golden stairs. Casey Jones went to hell a flying. Casey Jones, the devil said, oh, fine. Casey Jones, get busy shoveling sulfur. That's what you get for scabbing on the SP line. Mark Ross, Smokestack. Call him Smokestack because of that smudge pot he calls a pipe that sticks out of his face 24 hours a day, even when he's sleeping. One of the rose tattoos that uh, has his life on the railroad is Bob Succhio. Bob Succhio lives down in Kansas City, 25 years with the Union Pacific, started out gandying, you know, out on the right-of-way, and now he's a locomotive uh, engineer. He was up there in Minneapolis at that rendezvous. I remember walking, while well, we were driving around Kansas City there. I was going to play a place he's associated with called the Fool Killer. I was, we were driving around Kansas City. This is in Missouri, looking for my mother's house uh, it, because she was born there and found that uh, it, it, was, it, it had been torn down and replaced by an uh, auto battery store. But as we were driving... I looked out the window there, and it was a real poor section of the town, and I saw a sign that said EV Everything Store. Piqued my curiosity, so we stopped. Went into this uh, second-hand store, and there was a, a large, very elderly woman there, and I said, what does it mean, EV Everything Store? She said, well, come with me. And she hung a closed sign on the door, led us up about three or four doors to a, a blank storefront, unlocked it, turned on the lights, and inside it was full of every kind of junk you can imagine. I mean, there were horse collars hanging from the ceiling and baseballs autographed by Satchel Page and all, everything you can imagine. There was this old man, her husband's private collection, his private museum, and he was too, he was too old to go out and take people through it. So she pushed a button on a cheap tape recorder, and his voice came out of it describing everything that was in there while she had a pointer and pointed at it. And, of course, she would correct him, say, don't believe the old fool, that was 1912, not 1914, and on like that. That was a great idea. You know, I've been trying to do that with all my junk for so long, put together my own museum, including the tape recorder and the pointer. But it's a damn good idea, don't you think? Let's see. Where was I? Bob Succhio. Yeah, Bob was up there at that rendezvous in, in Minneapolis. And um, well, I'll give you something, again, uh, from that gathering uh, this time, Bob Sukhio has this great memory. He memorizes reams and reams of old poetry. Uh, Bob Sukhio doing the hellbound train. A Texas hobo on a barroom floor 
He'd drunk so much, he could drink no more. He fell asleep with a troubled brain. To dream he rode that hell-bound train. The engine with murderous blood was damp and brightly lit by a brimstone lamp. An imp for fuel was shoveling bones and the furnace rang out with a thousand groans. The, the boiler was filled with lager beer and the devil himself was the engineer. Oh, the passengers, they were a most motley crew. Churchgoer, atheist, Gentile and Jew, rich men in broadcloth, beggars in rags, handsome young ladies, and withered old hags, yellow and black men, red, brown, and white, all chained together. Oh, God, what a sight. As the train rushed at an awful pace, sulfurous fumes scorched their hands and face. Wilder and wilder the country grew. Faster and faster the engine flew. How louder and louder the thunder clapped. Brighter and brighter the lightning flashed. Hotter and hotter the air became till it burnt the clothes off each quivering frame. Then, in the distance, there rose a yell. <laughs> said the devil, the next stop is hell. <laughs> then how the passengers shrieked with pain and begged the devil to stop the train, but he capered about and danced with glee and laughed and joked at their misery. Oh, my faithful friends, you've done the work and the devil never can a payday shirk. You've bullied the weak, you've robbed from the poor, the starving brother you turned from your door. You laid up gold, canker rust, and given full vent to your beastly lust. Justice scorned, corruption sown, trampled the laws of nature down. You've drunk, rioted, plundered, cheated, and lied, and you've mocked God with your hell-born pride. No, you all deserve your due. And I'm the man that will see you through, for the labor always expects his hire. So I'll land you safe in that lake of fire where your flesh will waste with the flames that roar and my imp storm at you forevermore. Ah! <laughs> oh, the hobo woke with an anguished cry. His clothes were wet with sweat, his hair standing high. And he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, as he never prayed before, to be saved from his sins and the demon's power. And his prayers and pleas, they were not in vain, for he never rode that hell-bound train. Whoa! Isn't that pure hell? Oh, man, you ought to hear him do poems about Eugene V. Debs. And, well, he's working on the railroad down there, but someday he's going to retire, and then he'll be able to get out and about and share that with the, the whole wide world. And Bob Suki, another time I was there, he took me. Bob was taken under the wing of uh, Step Buddy Anderson, who's a jazz musician, and Bob knows a lot about jazz, and he, he, he plays some pretty well. 
although mainly he's a, a folk singer and a blues singer, a uh, guitar player. Well, one perambulation around town, he took me to uh, Duke Ellington's favorite rib joint, you understand. Then uh, over to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. It was just fascinating seeing uh, uh, Josh Gibson's uniform itself. And a real baseball autographed by Satchel Page. Um, then, uh, and downstairs was the, uh, was the Nation of Islam bookstore where I was able to get some books about Africa that I'd been looking for for a long time. But then over to the Union Bar. The Union Bar is the Union Hall for the American Federation of Musicians. Hardly any place for people to play jazz music anymore. And of course, Kansas City is the, the birthplace of, of a kind of jazz. Well, Kansas City jazz. The Union Bar now is one of the few places where you can work. Let's go into the Union Bar. Uh, how many times have I been in a bar and trying to play and sing and had some drunk yell out, sing melancholy baby, even in jest? Well, that's what you're going to hear from the Union Bar in Kansas City, melancholy baby, Jay McShann and Buddy Tate. Thank you. 
Blind Kenny Hall. Isn't that swell? That's called Stone Rag. Well, it was the dead of winter, and colder than Great Bark and Jesus, and the ferry boat fold, pulled in from Juneau, Alaska, to Skagway. I was on my way over the mountains down into the Yukon to play uh, a, a folk festival in Whitehorse. A folk festival in Whitehorse, Yukon, in February. It was aptly called the Frostbite Festival. I walked down the gangplank there off of the ferry in Skagway, and you know, there wasn't anybody there. I didn't expect anybody to greet me. I'd never been there in my life, but there just wasn't anybody there in the whole damn town. I walked up the deserted main street. Everything was closed up, and, and, and the snow drifted up against everything, and I saw a sign that said rooming house. I went into the rooming house. The room keys were spread out onto the desk, and there was a note said, pick a key and pick your room, instructions on how to use the heater, food in the icebox, and then a note that told you where to put the money when it was time to leave. I just took care of myself. Walked around that deserted town like it was a ghost town. Then the train came down, the White Pass and Yukon Railroad, hauling molybdenum, molybdenum from the Cypress Anvil Mine up, up in the Yukon. That's why the railroad exists. Bring it down to uh, big boats uh, anchored in the harbor out there. Uh, mixed mixed uh, passenger freight. Uh, one one car there that holds uh, uh, half freight and then about s- six or seven seats for the passengers. has a cupola on it like a crummy, you know, it's, a, it's like a caboose. And it's going to take you, haul you up out of, uh, out of uh, Skagway over the top and down into the Yukon Territory. The brakeman on that run was Steve Heights. Steve Heights worked his way up to, uh, to be the conductor on the White Pass and Yukon Railroad. And this is him and a song he made called Life on the Railroad. It's about that train. But it's about what it must have been like to have built railroads back in about 1898, when there weren't no unions and very little safety precautions for anybody concerned. The song is called Life on the Railroad. They say life on the railroad is hard, boys, hard. You hang all day from a rope on a cliffside, hard, boys, hard. Drilling a rock and blasting scream, meet your maker on bended knee. Oh, God, give me a life out on the railroad. They say that building bridges there is hard, boys, hard. Raising bents in a howling blizzard, hard, boys, hard. You and stringers from cedar trees Lose your foot on caps and keys Oh God, give me a life out on the railroad They say that laying rails there is hard, boys, hard Space and ties and handling steel Hard, boys, hard Well, the hammers ring, a set and spikes Your back will plague you every night Oh God, give me a life out on the railroad They say that breaking high cars is hard, boys, hard. That lantern's but the devil's grinning, hard, boys, hard. If the icy catwalks let you live, you'll go to hell. Twin Lincoln pin, oh God, give me a life out on the railroad. They say that steam and engines there is hard, boys, hard. Handling trains with just straight air, hard, boys, hard. 
Well, you're bucking up gray through ice and snow Or jump the rails to the gorge below Oh, God, give me a life out on the railroad They say to run a railroad there is hard, boys, hard This country ain't accommodating, it's hard, boys, hard Well, if your decision fouls the main Best put a bullet right through your brain Thanking God for letting you work here on the railroad Good, listening to a railroad man sing about his own train, the building of the White Pass in Yukon. And, oh, that is, I got on that train there in Skagway. It was, I was happy to be in the company of people again. And I can say it was a dead of winter, so everything was covered with snow, and more and more the, the higher and higher we got. Now, I swear that standard gauge cars on narrow gauge trucks and it is really precarious and that train went over chasms went over old wooden trestles that it must have been scary to build and scary to ride across and then long tunnels blasted through the raw rock the train heads up the mountains as over White Pass. It's a, it's, the railroad was built over White Pass instead of Chilkoot Pass. Chil- Chilkoot Pass is where the, uh, the, in the Yukon Gold Rush, uh, rivers of men with their packs on their backs and their lanterns. You could see them climbing the golden stairs of Chilkoot. But White Pass is a little lower pass, and that's why the railroad uh, picked that one. You get up to the top, and there's an old, old lodge there. And the, the American crew will get off and they'll board in overnight. And the Canadian crew who's already been up there then is going to take the train and take it down into the Yukon, not down into Whitehorse. The price of your ticket includes a, a bowl of really good stew and some absolutely exquisite apple pie. Um, all right, let's do Steve Heights again. Uh, this is his song. Again, the brakeman and uh, conductor for the White Pass and Yukon Railroad. The ballad of the White Pass in Yukon. From out of the Yukon country, over the White Pass Trail, you see the green and yellow are riding the crooked rail. They're screaming down through Utah, past Carcross and the lake, and maybe they'll make Bennett if the engineer's awake. And then they leave Lake Bennett, and it's U.S. all the way. Past Fraser and at Glacier, they're looking at Lynn Bay. But they don't see the derail that's blocking up the line. And just because cars are on the ground, it's only over time. Old 101 by Clifton, just listen to that sound. Then they dump the air in Skagway, cause the whole thing's on the ground. Well, number two's a little late, which means she's right on time. And if the cars stay on the rail, she might be in by nine. Old Hisman's in a motor car that Hammy just BO'd. Cause the windshield wiper's leaving streaks and he can't see down the road. Well, the baggage boys are loading freight, which makes the union frown. But the company says we got good men, it's hard to keep them down. Well, now you've heard my story about the old White Pass. They're hauling freight and passengers and wasting lots of gas. My story has no moral and certainly no rhyme, but quite unlike the White Pass route, it's ending right on time. 
<laughs> Steve Heights. I wonder whatever happened to him. I've lost track of him many, many years ago. Well, I did get down into the Yukon Territory, into the Yukon Valley. The valley was never glaciated, you know. The, the glaciers never went there. It's probably one of the paths that people coming over the Siberia land bridge used to find their way down into the rest of North America. Like I say, it was the Frostbite Festival. It was better than 20 degrees below zero. You can't homestead in the Yukon. You can't homestead the territories unless you patent a mine claim. But there are a lot of squatters scattered out around there. I was put up at a squatter's cabin on the edge of, uh, of White Horse. And... I wanted to see if something I had heard was in fact true. I went out, it was after the, the evening part of the festival was over, and I was back there uh, at the fire in this little cabin. I put on all my winter gear, and I went out. It was past midnight, and like I say, it was between 20 and 30 below zero. And I walked up the dirt road that this little cabin fronted on, out to where there was no lights from the city. It was absolutely quiet. The, the air was breathless. It was wilderness, and oh, the northern lights were dancing over my head and all the colors of the rainbow shimmering and swirling and turning. And yes, what I'd heard was right. You can hear the northern lights. It sounds like silk trailing over a marble floor. You know who wrote about that so beautifully was Robert W. Service, the cremation of Sam McGee, the shooting of Dan McGrew. There isn't a rendezvous with those buckskinners that that is safe from the poetry of Robert W. Service, but never has anybody ever recited it better than Robert W. Service himself. Here he is as an old man, the spell of the Yukon. I wanted the gold, and I sought it. Oh, I scrabbled and mucked like a, a slave. Was it famine or scurvy? I fought it. I hurled my youth into a grave. I wanted the gold. Oh, and I got it. Came out with a fortune last fall. Yet somehow, life's not what I thought it. And somehow, the gold isn't all. No, there's the land. Have you seen it? Say, it's the cussedest land that I know from the big dizzy mountains that screen it to the deep death-like valleys below. Some say God was tired when he made it. Some say, oh, it's a fine land to shun, maybe. But there's some as would trade it for no land on earth. And I'm one. You come to get rich. Oh, darn good reason. You feel like an exile at first. You hate it like hell for a season. And then you're worse than the worst. Oh, it grips you like, like some kinds of sinning. It just twists you from foe to a friend. It seems it's been since the beginning. It seems it'll be till the end. 
I've stood in some mighty mouthed hollow that's plumb full of hush to the brim, and I've watched the big husky sun wallow in crimson and gold and grow dim till the moon set the pearly peaks gleaming and the stars tumbled out neck and crop, and I thought that I surely was dreaming with a piece of the world piled on top. The summer, no sweeter was ever. The sunshiny woods all a thrill. The grayling a leap in the river. The big horn asleep on the hill. The strong life that never knows harness. The wilds where the caribou call. The freshness, the freedom, the farness. Oh, God, how... How I'm stuck on it all. The winter, the brightness that blinds you. The white land locked tight as a drum. The cold fear that follows and finds you. The silence that bludgeons you dumb. The snows that are older than history. The woods where the weird shadows slant. The stillness, the moonlight, the mystery. Uh, I bade him goodbye, <laughs> but I can't. No. There's a land where the mountains are nameless and the rivers all run God knows where. There are lives that are erring and aimless and deaths that just hang by a hair. There are hardships and nobody reckons. There are valleys, unpeopled and still. There's a land, oh, it beckons and beckons. And I want to go back, and I will. <laughs> They're making my money diminish. I'm sick of the taste of champagne. Thank God, when I'm skinned to a finish, I'll pike to the Yukon again. I'll fight. And you bet it's no sham fight. It's hell. But I've been there before, and it's better than this by a damn sight. So me for the Yukon once more. There's gold, and it's haunting and haunting. Oh, it's luring me on as of old. Yet, tain't just the gold that I'm wanting. So much as just finding the gold. It's the great big broad land way up yonder. It's the forests where silence is lease. It's the beauty that thrills me with wonder. It's the stillness that fills me with peace. Oh, my Lord. Boy, doesn't it take you a long ways away. Now, let's come back down to the city, all right? I was in the Germantown section of Philadelphia playing a little club everybody used to play it called the World Control Studios. I walked out. Uh, that is a walk-up place. I walked out in the morning on a Germantown Avenue. There was a streetcar burning. 
in the middle of the street. And people flowing by, not paying any attention to it, paper vendors vending and people passing the time of day on the street corners, and a streetcar burning. I said to Hoyle Osborne, the fellow who ran the place, I said, Hoyle, there's a streetcar burning out there. Nobody seems to mind. He said, yeah. And he said, when I first moved here, uh, I saw the same thing. I, I released this place. I went out, and I saw a streetcar burning there. Some people during the night, had some riot had set it on fire. But I looked at it and, and said, well, obviously there's nobody in charge. So I may as well be in charge. That's why he called the place the World Control Studios. I lost track of Hoyle Osborne, oh, many, many years ago. There's so many people I got to track down. He finally surfaced out there in Aztec, New Mexico, tiny town, doing a, a sit-down piano, sit-down piano player, sleeve garters, bowler hat and all, there in, um, in a saloon in Durango called the Diamond Bell. Well, all right, here's my friend Hoyle Osborne in that saloon, the Diamond Bell, so you might hear some crowd noise. Play a ragtime tune called That's a Plenty. Saloon, Durango, Colorado, Hoyle Osborne. 
Uh, what does that all mean anyway? It's a long way from Chicago to Whitehorse, Yukon in the winter to flaming streetcars at Germantown, Pennsylvania. But why? What is that journey? Where does it come from? It's like one long train trip, isn't it? I'm sure glad I'm on that train. I guess maybe best explained in a poem here. I prefer it as a poem by, by Bob Nolan. I'm off on a trip, don't need no grip, I'm taking one more ride. Away out there in the prairie air, I guess it's in my hide, cause the clickety-clack of the railroad track is calling. Here's a man who knows where the Santa Fe goes when she gets under steam, and the big, loud bell bids a fond farewell to hear her whistle scream. She's bound to go where there ain't no snow a-fallin'. One more ride. I missed the gloom of the pale white moon that seemed to know my name, and the tumbleweeds where the prairie dogs feed. I missed them just the same. They're all a part of the song my heart is singing. I recall the tune I sang to the moon that seemed to make him smile as I rolled away from many a day and stayed so long a while. Still, I long to be where the memories are ringing. One more ride. As the years go by, I wonder why I long to leave my home and hit the trail of the iron rail away out there alone. Still my heart will sigh till I know that I am leaving. If I don't come back, there's a one-way track way down in Mexico. You'll find me there or any old where a tumbleweed will blow. Goodbye now. You don't know how I'm grieving for one more ride. Just one more ride. taking this trip with me. This has been your Utah Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest. You've been listening once again to Lofer's Glory, the hobo jungle of the mind. We shall never pass this way again. We shall come again no more. I knew I'd find you here, my last old friend. I asked to know where you've been. A stone, a leaf, an unfound door. We shall never pass this way again. We shall come again, no more. <laughs>